Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Finals week one, done and dusted. A sensational week of footy. As I said all year, it's funny what happens. These new rules, this PVL ball, all these complaints. When you get decent teams going up against decent teams that are pretty evenly matched, you get some absolutely sensational football. And I think this week has shown that. Yes, the Melbourne Storm game, that was a blowout. I think that's going to be uh, the vast majority of Melbourne Storm games, though, realistically. I just think they are a gear above every other team in this competition. But the three other games, they were sensational. Really evenly matched. Really tight contests. Could have gone to either side in any of those games in the last few minutes. In particular, that Titans-Roosters game, that was unbelievable. Same as the Newcastle Knights-Parramatta-Eels game, and only a couple of points separating the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. So, great week of footy and look obviously all these games of footy they were great we're going to talk about them over the next 24 hours so stay tuned for all of that but we're going to touch on the two teams that were eliminated the Gold Coast Titans and the Newcastle Knights last week we went through all of the eight teams that were eliminated out of the competition we did that in two podcasts the bottom four and then of course we did the top four of the bottom eight as well so we went through those two sides have a listen to that podcast if you haven't already just reviewing each team their season talking about their best player their most improved player to watch next season person under pressure next season and the most exciting thing about that team heading into 2022 we're going to do the same today for the Gold Coast Titans and the Newcastle Knights we'll start with the Gold Coast Titans obviously bowed out uh, in the finals against the Sydney Roosters 25-24 had an unbelievable finish unfortunately uh, Patrick Herbert wasn't able to land one of those passes at the back end I feel a little bit sorry for him and I think it sort of shows um, how these guys sort of function. I mean, it's not very often you get a ball like that where you've got a three-man overlap, you've got two guys, Daniel Tupu, and I forget who was inside him, sliding defense. I think these guys are just so structured nowadays that when you get in that situation where... And, and, and you've got to remember, when he got the ball, he was already fading out to the right, and he, you know, he didn't straighten up. And I think that if you put him in a normal situation where you've got a set line in front of him, he straightens up. But I just think in the, inst- the, the, in the moment, the heat of the moment after playing 80 minutes of footy, 
I think it all just got too much of Patrick Herbert, who's had a sensational season. Feel really sorry for him. But I also think the Titans won. It was a miracle they played, played finals in the first place. They lost 14 games. They won 10. Uh, and they also had an unbelievable amount of things go their way in that game to even make them relevant. So is what it is in that game. I think the better team won. I think we can all agree on that realistically. For the Gold Coast Titans, though, for me, their best players this year, I went with two guys. First one's Tino. I think he has been great uh, for the Gold Coast Titans. I know a lot of people have bagged him because he hasn't been as good as last year, and I, I agree, he hasn't been as good as last year. But we told you in the preseason that was going to happen. There was no way he was going to be able to be the same player he was as he was at the Melbourne Storm. It just wasn't going to happen. He had Cameron Smith feeding him balls. It's He's the best hooker to ever play the game, if not the best player to ever play the game. Of course, it was going to be a transition. He's also leaving a premiership-winning team, going to a team that probably shouldn't have played finals footy this year, realistically. Didn't play finals footy last year off the top of my head. So... You know, very different circumstances. I think Tino was sensational this year. I thought he was their best forward and their most consistent forward all season. The other guy I'm going to mention, Corey Thompson, obviously had a huge blow-up at the end of that game the other day, but that's just the passion Corey Thompson played with. I'm I'm more than happy to see that. You know, there's no doubt whatsoever that him and Patrick Herbert would have had a beer over the last 48 hours. They would have sorted it out. It's all good. It's just in the moment. And you could see... Patrick Herbert was on the ground and he wasn't he wasn't filthy at Corey Thompson. He understands the emotion that goes in that game. You know, that's footy. You have these little outbursts sometimes. You shake hands after and it's done. Um, Corey Thompson, though, for me, I think he's been unreal for them this year. He got their coaches award, which I think says the world about him. I spoke about him the other day. Matt Rogers mentioned him on his Instagram. I just thought it was a perfect way to put it. You know, Corey Thompson is a winger in an age where these guys are getting bigger, faster, more skillful. And he is really just... He's just a, a guy that goes hard. That's what he is. He's a guy that goes hard, but you've got to love that about him. You just have to appreciate the sort of guy Corey Thompson is. So those two, they'd be my best players for the Gold Coast Titans this year. Most improved. I'll tell you what, in a season that has been disappointing, my God, there's been some guys that have improved out of sight. Patrick Herbert we already spoke about. Bo Furmore in the last few months, he's been unreal. I've mentioned it a few times, but he's a guy that I didn't think was a first grader, to be honest with you, eight weeks ago. He's really come to life, especially on that left edge. He was a guy that made the break uh, that put them in that position to potentially win that game. He's done it a few times this year. He's got a sneaky little kicking game as well. He's got a bit of X-factor, Bo Furmore. Another guy, a bit like Corey Thompson, you look at him and you compare him to some of the second rowers getting around in rugby league at the moment and he shouldn't be able to compete let alone dominate like he does so I think he's been very very good this year he's improved out of sight uh, you could tell me Toby Sexton obviously he's young um, but I think he improved over his first few weeks which was really good to see um, K- Jaden Campbell's another one that came in did really well they're probably my two guys to watch Sexton and Campbell though uh, I just think the age they're at and the sort of composure they've shown when they've come into first grade has just been unreal especially Sexton uh, I mean like Campbell's been great, don't get me wrong. Uh, He's been sensational, and he stood up in the big moments. And even against the Roosters the other night, he really troubled them. But I don't know, Sexton's just got something special, especially to come in at that age and have that sort of kicking game. I mean, Jaden Campbell, he's he's running around, he's going 100% to everything, he's been great. But to have a composed kicking game at age 18 like Toby Sexton has had in his first four or five games, and I understand it's a small sample size, but I've got nothing else to go off with Toby Sexton. I told you before he made his debut that he was going to be special, and I don't know, he looks to be something different. Hopefully the Gold Coast Titans get the very best out of him. We obviously have seen this narrative with... You know, some of the best young halves being on the Gold Coast and are not really going to plan. So, fingers crossed, Toby Sexton can change that narrative that we've seen over the last few years. Uh, The guys under pressure. 
I, you know what? I still think the coach could be under a little bit of pressure, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, yes, he made the finals, but I think the fact that the top teams were so dominant and it meant that eighth place was sort of a lottery for a heap of shit teams and they managed to win it. I'm not sure if it really takes any pressure off him. I think that the Titans will be well aware of the situation. They'll be well aware that they really didn't even get close to a winning record. Yeah, they were four games off a winning record. So, what is it, three games off a, a winning record to turn it around. But, yeah, just... A very disappointing season for them, realistically. I think Holbrook, he probably is under a little bit of pressure. He's obviously brought some big names to the club. Uh, he's got Isaac Lee arriving next year. I just think if the Gold Coast Titans don't improve next year, because they should be better than eighth. They should be better than the worst team to ever make finals for me. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think anyone could push back on that realistically. So I think Holbrook moving forward, he could be under a little bit of pressure. I think for feeder as well, and... You know what, You'll people will post stats this year and people say, oh, he's the first forward to score fucking eight tries in this amount of game, whatever the hell it is. But the guy needs to provide more for them. And obviously, we've got high expectations for him. Obviously, he's young. I understand that. But I think he's a guy that's going to be under pressure. And it's just the reality of rugby league when you've got that big price tag next to your name. You need to be performing week in, week out. You need to be a top three, minimum top five player on the field each and every week to be getting that sort of money. And it's unfair on David Fafita. I get that. But it's also the reality of rugby league. So I think Fafita, he's a guy under a little bit of pressure. Things I'm excited for. Obviously, Isaac Liu arriving next year. That'll be really exciting. But once again, I come back to Campbell and Sexton. Uh, you've obviously got AJ Brimson moving positions as well. So if they can get all these guys on the field at the same time, same time, I'd also be playing Fogarty at nine. That'd be the move that I would make. They've needed a hooker for a long time. And for them to gain, obviously, Sexton, to gain... Um, Campbell at fullback to gain Brimson at 5'8", and then to gain an actual hooker or a, or a really talented footballer who can play hooker like Fogarty. I think it'll be unreal for this side. I think they'd be very exciting. Match them up with this great forward pack they've got. I'm not sure what Tyron Peachy's doing next year, but there are signs to be excited about the Gold Coast Titans. But a guy, a guy like Isaac Lee has got to come in and really add that underbelly to this team because it's where they lack. Uh, you saw them run out in the second half the other day with their game, with their season on the line, and I think it was Tino, and granted, I think he's been their best player this year, but, I mean, first set, he drops the ball clean. They can see to try straight away. I mean, you just don't see the top teams do that. It was a really poor start to that half, and as I said, I think they were very lucky to be in that game. They were lucky to be in the finals. They were lucky to be in that game, realistically. A million things went their way to keep them relevant. I thought the Roosters were the better team by a country mile, so... Look, a little bit to get excited about with the Gold Coast Titans, but I just, I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to achieve what people told me they would at the start of this season. I know a lot of people had them booked in for a top four spot, which really blew me away, to be honest with you. Um, I think this year you sort of saw the sort of side they are. Hopefully they do improve, but I've got to tell you, I'm not overly confident of that. I think there's teams that finish below them uh, that are going to improve next year. I mean, the Broncos, they're going to be better. They finished the season better than what the Gold Coast Titans did, in my opinion. Uh, you've obviously got the Cronulla Sharks that are under them. They're adding a heap of troops, so they'll improve. The New Zealand Warriors, I mean, when they get their whole squad back and you add a Sean Johnson, they're going to improve. You'd have to think the Canberra Raiders, they can't possibly get worse. So, I mean, for the Gold Coast Titans to finish eighth, good effort. You're probably overachieved realistically, and there's a lot of other teams under you that are definitely going to get better next year. So really interesting 12 months for the Gold Coast Titans. Let's move to the Newcastle Knights, who finished seventh. And I've got to tell you, I remember saying for six weeks during the regular season, this team is doing a lot worse than what it looks, simply because 
there's teams at the bottom that are going worse than them. They really flew under the radar for a long time. KP and Pierce returned. As we all know, as soon as those two return, they transform into a different football side. They transform into a different football side when they're both there. When they've got one, they can be kind of relevant, but they really need both of them to compete in big games. Really mixed bag of a season. Obviously, on top of the Gold Coast Titans, no doubt about that. I think they're a deserving seventh place, whereas the Titans, I mean, they could have been eighth or 11th, and I don't think it would have been any difference realistically. But I think the new Newcastle Knights, there's a real line from the top six. There's a big gap to the Newcastle Knights, and then there's an even bigger gap to the rest of the competition. So a decent season for the Knights. I think with the talent in this squad, they probably should have done better. It's just a matter of keeping them all in the park. Between Pierce, Ponga, Bradman Best, all these guys getting injured. Connor Watson spent a bit of time, I think, as well. Braley spent a bit of time off the park as well. So need a lot of things to fall your way in the NRL. The Newcastle Knights didn't quite have it all go their way this year with injuries and whatnot. As far as their best player goes, I think Mitch Barnett would have to be right up there for me this year. I've been a big fan of Barnett for a very long time, and I thought he was just great this year. He he really did carry them in the early part of the season. Obviously, he was goal-kicking, uh, was scoring a heap of tries out on that left edge, especially when KP was missing early, I think it was. He was just doing a great job. Himself and Jaden Braley. Now, Braley sort of faded off in the back end, but for the first half of the season, I thought him and Reid Marnie were definitely the form hookers of the competition, so I would have to mention him. He's a young fellow that's taken a leadership role up there at the Newcastle Knights, and I think he's been really, really impressive. The other guy I want to mention is Jacob Saifidi, and I'll talk about him again in a minute, but I think he's been really impressive up there this year. They'd probably be my best players from the Newcastle Knights this season. KP had his moments, uh, but just not consistent enough for me, realistically. Most improved. Now, to the Knights' credit, as much as they finished seventh, which is a good knock, don't get me wrong, I think that the good sign coming out of here is how many guys have improved. And I think there's a heap of them this year. And the guys that I'll mention, I think Heimel Hunt, he's gone to a real new level this season. He's always been sort of a fringe first grade sort of guy. Good utility, not a utility, but a good guy just to have in your squad. He's, he's, he's sort of a depth guy. I think he's really turned into a genuine winger in the NRL. He rolls his sleeves up. He does a lot of work. He's a lot more safer than what he used to be as well. On the other wing, Tawala, I think he's really come to life as well. He's been very impressive. As I said, Barnett improved out of sight this year. Jake Clifford's another one. He arrived there mid-season. And Jake Clifford's a guy that played Australian schoolboys. He was very impressive coming through. I saw him playing a trial, I believe it was, for the Cowboys last year. He scored three tries in that, and he was on fire. So he's always had this high-end ability, but we just haven't seen enough of it from Jake Clifford. To see him arrive down there at the Newcastle Knights, I think he's won six of his first eight games there, which is an impressive, pretty impressive run. I think he won his first six in a row with Mitchell Pearce. So a really, really good knock by Jake Clifford. Hopefully with a preseason under his belt, they can get the very best out of him moving forward. Jaden Braley, we mentioned him. Jacob Saifiti is another one that's improved out of sight. I said uh, on my podcast, I think it was earlier yesterday, I said that right now... I mean, if you think back a couple of years ago where Freddie picked Daniel Saifiti just out of nowhere to play Origin, everyone laughed at Freddie, everyone bagged him. Um, we sort of said, just wait and see what happens here. Freddie knows what he's doing. He understands Origin. Shocked me. Three years later, Daniel Saifiti's one of the premier front rowers in our game. I personally think Jacob Saifiti right now is playing better footy than what Daniel Saifiti was when he got picked to play Origin. So I think Jacob Saifiti... You know, whilst he's not a top five front rower in our game, I think you could make an argument that he's in the top 10 or 12, probably like obviously late in that pile. But I think he really flies under the radar and he's been really important for the Newcastle Knights this year. So he's definitely one that's improved a lot for me. Guy to watch 
Now, you could mention a lot of those guys on the list that have improved, but for me, probably Dominic Young. Uh, still very raw, as we said in the preseason. This is going to be the reality of this guy, but when he did play, he looked fantastic. Now, guys like Dominic Young with his sort of physique and the way that he handles himself, they have been very hit and miss in the NRL over the years. I've seen Jamal Idris. I've got Ockhambor at the moment at Canterbury. Very similar sort of footballer, same sort of body. Uh, very hard to handle, but a little bit inconsistent, and that's sort of what we've seen from Dominic Young early. Flashes of absolute brilliance then you just left scratching your head but this kid's got really high end ability I'm really excited to see him develop over the next few years if the Knights can get the best out of him he's going to be a damaging player in our competition for quite some time guys under pressure Uh, And you know what? You know who the other one is to watch? Sorry, it's Jake Clifford. Now, obviously, he arrived there during the season. We sort of already said this, but I can't wait to see him with a full preseason with Mitch Pearce. That will just be so good for him. He's obviously a guy that he's done a couple of preseasons now in North Queensland with Michael Morgan, but Michael Morgan's never really played. He's never had that consistent halves partner. He's never had that experienced guy next to him. So him over the next few years with Mitchell Pearce, it's something that really does excite me. I remember when they signed Jake Clifford, I sort of went, ugh. I don't know about this one. Are you really going to get that much upside out of this guy? But he's been sensational for them. So, Jake Clifford, he's another one that I'm really excited for. Looking forward to seeing him over the years. Under pressure, I think it has to be KP and Pierce, realistically. Connor Watson's now left, which is really going to hurt this side. Uh, KP and Pierce, they just have to stay on the field the entire time. And, I mean, even if they do stay on the field, I can see them maybe finishing six. Maybe fifth, but it's going to be one hell of a stretch. I'm not even sure if with KP and Mitchell Pierce on the field the entire season, I'm not sure if they really jump out of that seventh or sixth spot realistically, but they need these two to be playing their absolute best football if they are going to. I think the loss of Connor Watson is really going to hurt this side. The other one that I think is under massive, massive pressure is David Clemmer. Now, I've got a lot of respect for Clem. I think he's a sensational front rower. I think he's got the perfect body type to fit into the modern game as a front rower. He's just that lanky, hard-to-handle, bony, aggressive. But my God, his form has been pretty disappointing this year. He missed a couple of crucial tackles in that loss yesterday, uh, and he's been doing this for a little while. He doesn't look overly happy to, to me there in Newcastle. He arrived there as a real leader. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now they've got about a seven-man leadership group, and David Clement isn't one of them. He was a kangaroo's prop when he arrived there, so a huge fall from grace from Clement. I'm hearing that he's not very happy up there. Whether that's true or not, that remains to be seen. You also hear rumors about Clement pulling himself um, from the leadership team, so I'm not sure how that's played out, but he looks like, to me, to be a guy that it's time for a change. I think he needs to probably move on and get an environment change as I always say, not all divorces are bad, and I think the Knights and David Clemmer, they're not getting the very best out of each other at the moment. I think it would be a good little divorce for both parties. So I still think Clemmer can get back to some really good form and can perform for some team in the NRL. There's no doubt about that for me. Now, the things that excite me about the Newcastle Knights heading into season 2022, and it's probably Dane Gagai arriving. I think this is going to be really good. I think that left side is obviously stacked. It's unbelievable. But as soon as Bradman Best gets injured... 
I mean, who goes there? It's a huge drop down. You're putting Kurt Mann there. I don't think he's really a center. There's a lot of changes that go on there. A guy like Dane Gagai that you can chuck in at left center. I, I imagine that when Bradman Best is playing, he'll be on the right side, which will just add a completely another dimension to this side. They've always lacked a strike outside back on that right edge. So Dane Gagai, he will fit the bill perfectly. When Bradman Best is injured, which, let's be perfectly honest here, is probably going to happen next year at some point. Unfortunately, that's just Bradman's body. You move Gagai to that left edge, and you really don't lose too much. You bring someone into the right side, obviously, but the left edge is where they stack. And even if I'm playing Dane Gagai at right center, I'm giving him a license to roam, I think, and pop up wherever he wants. When he was at Newcastle a couple of years ago, he played some lights-out football. So very, very excited to see Dane Gagai arrive there. Obviously, a preseason as well. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, with, with Jakey Clifford arriving there, obviously, it'll be great for him to get a full preseason with Piercy, with Braley, with KP, to get a real understanding of how this team works. Instead of learning it on the fly, as much as he's done an incredible job of doing that, I think with a full preseason, he'll be much better for the run, as will the Newcastle Knights. Guys, that's our summary of the Gold Coast Titans and the Newcastle Knights. They finished 8th and 7th, I would say. The Knights, I'd probably give their season a pass. I think to finish 7th is a really good knock, considering some of the injuries they had, considering how poorly they went during the season. To still finish 7th, a really good knock. The Titans, yes, they played finals footy. Yes, they lost by one point, but I think that where they finished on the ladder is sort of covers up a lot of major issues they had this season. And the fact that they lost by one point, they could have won that game on the last play, covers up a lot of issues they had in that game as well. That I really don't feel like they were overly in the contest. They got a lot of tries handed to them and whatnot. There's a lot of improvement in this Gold Coast Titans side. A lot of upside, but a lot of things that have to improve really quickly. They've got the cattle to be able to achieve and do really well in the NRL. They have to get their defense sorted out and they have to work out a way to challenge these top teams. As I said, their numbers last week. I don't have them in front of me, but I think they're averaging scoring 13 points a game against the top teams, conceding about 36. That simply isn't good enough. And you look at that game on the weekend, I mean, yes, they scored more than 13 points, but I mean, you take out the knock-on from Ikevalu where he scored, Jared Wallace scored. I mean, how many times have you seen that in the NRL? All of a sudden, you're back down to, what is it, 18 points then? Um, You take out the two rebounded kicks, you're dropping down even more. I mean, there's just a lot that went into that game that I think just fell the Gold Coast Titans' way. So, a lot of improvement in them. It'll be very interesting to see how they track next year. One of the more interesting teams heading into 2022, along with the Newcastle Knights as well. Two sides that they could finish anywhere from 7th to probably 12th, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. The Titans could finish lower, and I also wouldn't be shocked. So two teams that could really swing next year. I'm expecting the Newcastle Knights to play finals footy this year. Obviously, KP, he hasn't won a finals game yet for the Newcastle Knights, so a bit of pressure building on his shoulders there. Next year's going to be a very big test for these guys, especially with Connor Watson leaving the building. I think that one's really going to hurt them. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.